We're the Merrymaker Sisters, and this is the Primal Alternative Podcast. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, episode number 75. Oh, the year I was born. That's exciting. The Merrymaker Sisters. Who hasn't heard of the Merrymaker Sisters? Even my husband's heard of the Merrymaker Sisters and my business bestie, who's not even in this industry, has heard of the Merrymaker Sisters. They are amazing. And seriously, I got goosebumps listening to these two today while, they, while we were recording. Everything they say is just so inspiring, so uplifting, and you just really feel, oh, just like you're just going, oh, thank God, <laughs> when you hear them talk. They're so, so cool. Now, the Merrymaker Sisters were really into the blogging and Instagram scene when I first you know, discovered the Paleo Primal way of life, and just on that time they then denounced the paleo movement from their life and they're going to explain a little bit in this interview as to why Emma and Carla ditched um, the paleo um, I guess uh, tag or label and and it's very interesting to find out why they did that but why they still are really into a clean living way of life but to make it very easeful which is a word that um, the Merrymaker Sisters made up during the interview. But it's really good. It's not easy. It's not easy. It is not easy. But it can be easeful, which is kind of a mixture of joyful and easy, right? Easeful, new word, stuck together. So we're going to get the Merrymaker Sisters story. We're going to hear about their experience from going from paleo to no labels. We're going to talk about yoga and Pilates meditation, breath work, and most importantly, we're going to be talking about self-acceptance, body respect, resilience, following your bliss, getting your mindset right and how changing the way you eat just has this beautiful knock-on effect of not only fixing up all those like niggling health issues that you had, but also suddenly giving you this different mindset around your self-esteem and your body image, like all of a sudden, yeah, like I'd never actually made this connection before. I know for me, I had some real mind shift, mindset shifts in terms of the phobias that I had around flying and my kids getting sick. Like I used to really obsess about that, as you know. And that just suddenly miraculously left when I cleaned up and reclaimed my health. Uh, but I never really had accredited this way of life. And it's not just the food, like it starts with the food, but it's the breath, it's the movement, it's the sleep, it's the sunshine, 
it's the total awe that you feel when you're in nature, looking at a sunrise, looking at the stars, looking at the ocean, spending time in those environments and spending time with your family and your loved ones. It's all those things, but how that can really give you this, like, I'm just going to do it anyway mindset. Um, We talk a lot about upper limits and feeling of being ready, readiness. Are you ready? Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? And also how it's okay to combine health and wealth, which is a really interesting topic and something that the Merrymaker Sisters have really embraced and really owned in terms of ditching their government jobs and becoming self-made entrepreneurs and being extremely successful at it. So we talk about that as well. Um, And you're just going to get so much inspiration from this podcast. So you're welcome. (laughs) And I know that you're going to love it. Now, if you want to find out about the Primal Alternative range, we have got um, foods that are very aligned with Carla and Emma's philosophies. Um, They just really are into finding healthier versions of your fave foods. And like, why shouldn't you? Life can be very easeful. Uh, And if you find something that you love, you can keep having it. There's just like a big difference between, you know, um, like a shop uh, packet of bread made with genetically modified and sprayed with poison wheat uh, and water and all of the other things they put in it, soy, emulsifiers, preservatives, gums, versus a bread, in inverted commas, that is made from hemp seeds and coconut oil and almond meal and zucchini, you know? So, um, yeah, primal alternatives to the food you love to make your life more easeful. So we've got pastries that we make so proudly in conjunction with the gorgeous Joe Whitten from Quirky Cooking. Uh, we make bread with Pete Evans. We make bread with Pete and we also make wraps with Pete. And wraps was a really big one for me because um, I got asked for wraps a lot in the five years that I've been producing the Primal Alternative range. And I was like, used to just like dismiss people like, you can't make wraps. You need to have gluten to make the wraps bendy. And then I realized that you could actually make a wrap without gluten and it can be bendy, but it just tasted of nothing until Pete and I worked together on the no hemp wraps and we added hemp milk into the wrap, which really gave it that nutty taste. But guess what? Nuts in it, so which means it's lunchbox friendly. And if you're on this way of eating, you might already be doing enough nuts in your life. You might be doing enough nuts. Um, And you might just feel like you wanted to eat something that wasn't full of nuts for a change. Because let's face it, quite a lot of um, paleo baked goods are. So we do wraps with Pete, a bread with Pete. Both of them are lunchbox friendly. The non-nut hemp bread is low carb. We've got a lot of low carb and vegan options. Um, We also make cookies. Uh, We make um, pizza bases, which we talk about in this episode. I'm going to send some to Emma and Carla because it's just so great just to have the convenience of pulling out a ready-made pizza base, chucking all the scraps of your fridge on top of it, having frina, as one of our followers calls it, frina, where you get stuff, just scraps from the fridge and call it dinner. (laughs) Frina pizza. So that would be like fritza. (laughs) 
we just make words up in this episode, right? We just make the words up. So, um, so we're talking about breads, cookies, wraps, pastries, pizza bases, and jellies. Oh, we've also got low-carb bagels, which are just so much fun. Um, exactly the same recipe as fat and seedy bread. So don't worry, our primalistas aren't getting too stressed out with all of these different products because what I've done with the model is keep the recipes very streamlined. Um, you know, we don't make a muesli, we don't make chocolate. We just make similar products with similar ingredients to make it doable for our primalistas. And if you don't know, our primalistas are home cooks, just like me and you and Emma and Carla who just love making and baking and creating in the kitchen but um, yeah, just are looking to help other people and cook for other people. Um, so the Primal Alternative business model is an, it's a national and international network of home bakers. All of the Primalistas have got the property insurance and a registered kitchen. So it's all legit and um, up to standard. Absolutely. And yeah, we distribute our products um, in our communities via farmers markets health food shops, cafes, independent grocers, um, via our online shop, which you can check out at primalalternative.com. And yeah, it's just a really different model. And I just think a really very primal, very community-centric, ethical, sisterhood kind of vibe. So if you have got, a, if you found your bliss with this way of life and you're looking for that vehicle um, to get you, to get your message out there, um, like Emma and Carla and I have, but you don't really want to reinvent the wheel or, you know, start a blog or start a podcast because you may feel that that's already happened and you want to contribute and jump on board with something that's already established, that's already, you know, working with people like Pete Evans and Joe Witten. I mean, pinch me now. It couldn't get any better. Well, could it? What else is possible? But if you want to jump on board, I am absolutely looking for new primalistas. That's the name for a primal alternative producer in 2020. I've got two intakes booked uh, for new primalistas in 2020 and the applications open on February the 14th. So head to primalalternative.com, check out the license, check out the videos, find out how it works, come to one of my info sessions. And then the next step is to book a discovery call with me. And in the discovery call, we'll look at um, the viability of this model in your life. So it'll look at, um, you know, distribution outlets, which shops are you thinking of going to, which markets, how much time have you got? And how much money do you want to make? Um, well, we'll see if we're a good fit. And if we are, then let's get you started as a producer where you'll get access to the recipes and resources to start your very own primal alternative, clean living, whole food business right from the comfort of your own kitchen. It's pretty cool. It's a really cool model. So as I say, applications open on Valentine's Day and I'll be starting interviews again March the 3rd. So why not you? And why not now? <laughs> so let's dive into all things Merrymaker Sisters. Seriously, this has to be one of my favorite recordings to date. Um, I've really wanted to get Emma and Carla on the show since I started Primal Alternative Podcast in May 2017, and it finally happened. So much gratitude to Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce at the Wellness Couch 
who've made this collaboration and connection possible today. And I look forward to many more exciting adventures with the Merrymaker Sisters. I hope you love this show as much as I do. See you soon. So cool to have you here today, Emma and Carla. And let's start with what you had for breakfast. <laughs> well, we started with a morning coffee, which is a coconut milk coffee, which is yeah. delicious. And I feel like our breakfast is almost the same, but a little bit different. Yeah. I had a blueberry smoothie on coconut milk. I, what's, I had some medicinal mushroom in it. I don't know what it was. Lion's mane. That's yeah, I think, I think lion's mane. And uh, protein powder, all natural. I think it was a pea protein mm. powder. <laughs> and it was vanilla flavor. And also I topped it with like this amazing, delicious, no sugar, not teller. So it's like hazelnut spread. Hazelnut chocolate spread. That you can oh literally eat from God. the jar. Like it's dangerous. It's so dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and I had something similar except swap blueberries to strawberries and I also have this kind of buckwheat, crunchy granola on top. Yum. Seriously. It just sounds <laughs> so good. And you, you girls have got like so so good. the best smoothie recipes and so many of them. <laughs> oh, I freaking just love smoothies for breakfast. I find them so easy and just I really like routine for my morning and I just find not having to think about what I'm going to eat is the best possible way to start my morning. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever um, fast? Uh, we did try that once <laughs> and we got hungry. <laughs> so we decided it wasn't for us. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, accidentally sometimes I'll fast, but I feel like the only way I do actually fast is when I have an early dinner. And, mm. I mean, some days I do have really early dinners it's just because we get up early. Yeah. We do like Pilates or yoga really early in the morning and we just find we need food. And so that is actually, that is like such an accidental fast because we still ate dinner. We still ate all our meals. It's just that there was a bigger break yeah, between yeah. dinner and breakfast. Yeah. So would you have your smoothie or your breakfast before yoga and Pilates or after? After. <laughs> that was just such, I love that that was such a contrast of accents I'm like after you're like after <laughs> yeah I love your accent I know it's so, so beautiful. beautiful oh thank you I it's so funny because I used to think it was one of those things and this is right down right up your alley as well but I used to think it was one of those things that meant that I couldn't have a podcast or um oh. out there because of this you know northeastern accent that was kind of holding me back and who'd want to who take me seriously with this, you know, and now I've really oh to embrace it and see it as something that's wow. unique, but yeah, for a long time, yeah. just because, wow, oh, it's, huge. it's so amazing. It is. It is so, it's so amazing. Whereas in Australia, everyone has got the same accent. So it's all very equal, but there's so much judgment in the UK just as soon as you open your mouth based on how <gasps> you sound. So my accent means that I'm poor and stupid essentially. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And you see like we, we have no prior knowing of what your accent means or anything. Cause we didn't grow up with any accents, like knowing what it meant. But that doesn't even mean that. It's no, but dumb. that's just, and it is, it's just judgment, but it's crazy that an accent can bring all of that up in someone's judgment of someone else. That's just completely wrong. Isn't it? I know. And look how far we've oh, come. We, we I'm missed. so glad that 
we're making massive inroads away from all of that ridiculous programming yes. and upper limits that we've got that, you know, that, that they start, yeah, from such a young age and takes a lot of mm-hmm. unpacking to, to get over them. But we've all got different ones. Mine's the, mine's the accent. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm owning it. I'm owning it. I'm owning it, everyone, Carla, and I'm, and I'm going with it. So you'll be proud of me. Oh, my gosh, I love this. So where exactly are you from? I'm from the northeast of England, so in a town called Stockton-on-Tees that no one's ever heard of. But it's near Newcastle. You might have heard of Newcastle, Durham. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I have, like, a friend, like, my old best friend's mum. Like, your accent sounds like hers. And I was like, maybe it's the same place. Like, she was near Manchester. That's not, yeah. that's not really the same. It's, uh, it? That's the other side of the country and so different in terms oh. of, like, I do get Manchester, Lancashire a lot. And, and am I from the same place as Mel B? I get a lot as well. So. Oh, oh, yeah. You do sound oh, like yeah. Mel. Cool. No, I don't. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we take it back. We, we take, take it back. See, we don't know anything about English accents. <laughs> they just, I love them I just, all. I love, I love all of yeah. them. I want to listen to your voice all day long. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's really cute. That's so cool. So I want to dive in all, we've got so many juicy topics that these are the mm. sorts of topics that I just love to talk about as well. But before mm. we get there, I'd love to hear for, and especially for the listeners that don't know your background and your story of mm-hmm. how you found real food. And I remember I've been mm. following you right from when I got into the whole paleo primal thing years ago. And just as I was getting into it, that's when you two said that you're not doing paleo anymore. And I was like, oh no, like, am I, am I onto the wrong thing? <laughs> talk us through that whole, so talk us through the whole, yeah. from, you know, finding out about real food and then really mm-hmm. getting into the paleo, um, mm-hmm. and then now to a more kind of no labels way of life. Mm. Yeah. Oh gosh. What a journey. Uh, well, it started, I mean, God, it started forever ago when we just developed these extremely negative relationships to ourselves and our body image. And we've ended up being on so many diet diets. I think Carla was about 11 when she started her first diet. I think it was the lemon detox diet at some stage, but it was just this ongoing thing. And Fast forward to 2012, that was when I, Emma, by the way, discovered I had a gluten intolerance. And literally, I had never heard of the word paleo, but in the space of a week, I had heard it three times by three different people. So it was like, hmm, I should Google this. Started researching and I read article after article and it made so much sense. I was sending all the articles to Carla and we just were like, oh, we need to do this. Mm. It makes complete sense. We're eating processed foods. We're eating all this sugar. Our bodies are simply not designed to be consuming this stuff. This is why we're not functioning properly. So we started eating this way and we felt instantly better, not only, you know, in our energy levels and just like in our digestion, but also in our mental state. It was like this focus on eating real food, this focus on natural whole produce alleviated all that negativity around our bodies and our self-esteem. And it was like, huh, we're really onto something. And we 
found so much joy in this. And we just simply started sharing on Instagrams. And Carla's personal Instagram all of a sudden had a thousand people mm. following. Mm. Yeah. And so people were just really intrigued by how we were making, you know, healthy pancakes and healthy cakes and healthy, you know, things that looked like thick shakes. Like, how the heck are you eating that? And what, how does it not have sugar? And how does it not have gluten? and all of the other nasties that are usually packed with foods that are like this. And we were just so excited to share the recipes with these people asking. And they got to a point where it was like, maybe there's somewhere we can house all of these things that we keep telling all these people about. And that's when we started the blog, which at that time was all about recipes and all about developing healthier versions of, you know, your favorite food. So we always love to create recipes that is like paleo fine pizza and cakes and things that you would never usually think are healthy. And that just brought us so much joy. But they got to a point, which is the time you were talking about, Helen, when we realized that, oh, like we're now bringing back these old ways of thinking about food because we were really attached to the label of paleo. And they got to a point where we would have a little bit of rice in a salad and like on a menu and it would be like, oh, we can't order that because there's a quarter of a cup of rice and that's just not paleo. So no, no for us. And we didn't see that as healthy for our minds. And we just decided one day, it was this very ad hoc decision that we were like, we've got to detach from this label. We don't, we don't want to label ourselves as that. We don't want to feel this, um, this restriction. We don't want to feel all of the feelings that we were so used to feeling from ages 11 to 21 until we found paleo, which got rid of it, but then it brought it back. And so that's why we decided to just go on our own journey, separate journeys as well. We both eat different foods due to different digestion issues and different health issues. And now we just focus on real food, adding more vegetables where possible and making the best decisions that we can when we're in situations where we're not surrounded by food that we can make from our fridge and our pantry and also just like welcoming more joy and ease to our decisions I mean if you're anything like us and I'm sure there's lots of people listening here would be nodding their heads it's like food and just the simple thing of like what am I going to eat actually used to cause me so much stress Mm -hmm. and anxiety and you know that forever of like counting calories and then feeling guilty about something I ate I mean, it's just completely consuming and it sucks all of the joy out of your life. It's, it takes all the space of your life. It keeps you small. It keeps your ideas small because you're so focused on the food you're eating. You simply do not have space to come up with, I don't know, the new, the new thing that you want to begin, like the new goal you want to work towards. So this like kind of de-stressing around our food choices and making it simple, just eat real food, eat what you like, eat when you're hungry, Uh, you know, say yes to the dinner invitation to the Mexican restaurant, have the margarita, have the nachos if you want. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't waste a minute feeling guilty. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the social aspect because, you know, that's even better for our health than the healthy salad alone. Like Mm. it's just like, such a more easeful way Which of living. Not it's not a word. You use it all up. the time. Easeful. <laughs> easy? <laughs> yeah. But it's Go not for. easy. It's no, easeful. It's easy. <laughs> easeful. <laughs> New word. New hashtag. That's yeah. 
And you know, like listening to you and, and listening to the guests that I get on the podcast, everybody's found this same, this is the key to doing this for the rest of your life is, mm. is exactly what you're talking about and exactly that mindset and that approach. And, you know, um, everybody's moved on from talking about the gut microbiome to talking about longevity and the key yeah. to longevity is community and not freaking out about the nachos and the margarita, but actually being with your you know friends and family and enjoying good times mm-hmm. and community and you know, we've all been in that position where we've looked at the menu or we've even avoided going out altogether. Yes. Yes. Or invited. Yeah, you miss out on life. And I I really am so grateful for the way that you've delivered that just now because even I was just having a big sigh of relief. Like, oh, really? It's okay to have that quarter of a cup of rice that's on the menu and everything else on, you know, everything else on the plate's delicious and it's not going to kill me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. It's like you're you're giving people permission to make this mm-hmm. um, an easeful way of living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny? And I just, and then, yeah, when you can think about it like that, like a quarter of a cup of rice or other things that we used to get so stressed about, like the roasted white potato in the, you know, oh, on the roast, naughty. like, oh gosh, like I couldn't possibly, but give me the sweet potato, you know? Yeah. Um, but crazy? like just alle- yeah, alleviating that from your life and like, enjoying that crispy crunchy white potato with your roast pork and oh my gosh it's so delicious and mm. having that less stress that joy-filled approach to your meal times especially when there's community Can, involved i, I want to so tell beautiful. you i want to tell you what i did the other night because i'm dating an italian he said to me we need to go get gelato in his accent gelato <laughs> <laughs> and i you know first i was like oh like you know, old Emma, like, I would never eat it. It's just, like, proper legit sugar. There's milk in it too. Mm, and oh then man. I was like, oh, my God, I'm having the best night ever. Say freaking yes to the gelato and mm-hmm. eat it. And I had it and it was the most amazing thing I've ever eaten and it was so fun and it was just this beautiful time and beautiful memory now and I'm just so glad I said yes and in that moment you felt so free. Yeah. And it's, like, the freedom that you were able to feel was created by yourself. Like you created the cage and then you allowed yourself to feel the freedom just because you chose to. And this is the thing. Like we can always choose how we feel about certain decisions and things. We don't have to feel guilty just because we felt guilty for years and years and years about a certain decision. Like we can release that and it's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight. Like, oh my gosh, it's a practice. And let us tell you, it still, we still fall back. It's not like I never feel guilty about food choices ever now. I still do. And then it's like, hang on a second. I'm quicker to acknowledge it. I'm faster with my self-awareness. And then I can let that feeling go because I know it's not necessary for me to feel bad about eating food. Mm, Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. So we ditched the processed food and the diet coke. Mm -hmm. And I was a diet, and I love I love your little um, little cartoon story on your website oh, yeah. where you explain it all in two and a half minutes. Just <laughs> so gold because I was laughing along. That's so that was me too. And um, <laughs> sometimes two liters of diet coke a day because well it Us had too. 
Yeah, well, it had no sugar in it, so it was totally mm-hmm. fine. And you know, it's even when I was, and I'm, this is like not not proud about this, but I seriously did not know that it was bad for me. But I was having neither still, did we. I was still having Pepsi Max when I was pregnant with my first child thirteen oh, years ago, gosh. and everything else was sort of semi healthy, you know, based on the food pyramid back then. But um, but yeah, one of my friends said, "Oh, that's really not good for you. That sweetener's really not." And I was like, "Really? It's not good for me? Are you serious?" Because it was all, you know, back then it was all about calories. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about mm-hmm. values of the food, was it? So, yep. so that's another topic. But what I'd love to know is what did Emma and Carla's workouts look like pre-health oh. crisis transition? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So just before we found like what Emma found out with the gluten intolerance and things like that. We'd been on another diet and the diet was like a 12 week shredding plan via like, you know, the, the competitions that people go in for their bodies. And I had a friend who was doing it and I was like, give me a diet. Like I need this in my life because I need to be thinner and skinnier. And so I was following this diet, but not only her diet, I was like, what workouts are you doing? And she was like, oh, you have to do an hour of heavy weights every evening and then you have to do 45 minutes of HIIT, like high-intensity interval training every morning and this way you will lose at least X, Y, Z a week. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best. Like I was so committed to it. And Emma then, of course, came along. And so pre-health crisis was like twice daily workouts at the gym, slogging it away becoming thinner and thinner, more brittle and brittle because we weren't eating any, like no fat. The diet had no fat. It was just pure like protein, chicken breast and broccoli. That was literally what we we're eating twice a day. And then protein shakes filled with nasties, not natural protein on like every snack time. It was like a 1200 calorie diet. So we were deficient in calories and nutrients and then we we're slogging it away at the gym. And what happened to our bodies was they began to shut down. Both of us lost our periods. I know I lost mine for about a year. You, Emmy, lost yours for about two. And so this is what we were doing. And then I guess prior to that, um, that 12 week obsession with that yeah. kind of workout style, we were doing a lot of, I guess, gym and a lot of exercise classes. We were, we've always been active kids even when we were young we we swam and we played tennis and everything so it's always been a part of our lifestyle it's just at that point it got to this very unhealthy part of our lifestyle yeah and obsessed I mean like it was a real level of obsession where like that's what we lived and breathed and we just had no energy as well like I just remember being so tired during that time and it was it I mean it really caused a hormonal bloody mess And it took us a long while to balance that out. And we had to stop exercising altogether. We ended up both putting the weight back on and more to get our periods back. Mm. And far out, we learned so much. Um, And then this was when we discovered yoga and Pilates where everything just changed and it was like a light bulb just switched on. But yeah, that was not a, a fun time. Not a fun time that twelve weeks. <laughs> no, and and that I remember that lifestyle too of, of slogging it out at the gym and eating mm-hmm. bugger all. And it, mm-hmm. I remember getting to the gym and, and being starving, like yes, starving. Like your whole body was like your stomach was like eating itself. And, yes. and I remember doing like overhead. Um, you know, you, you'd have weights and then you'd squat and then you'd push overhead and I'd just see stars, I'd go dizzy. 
oh, was God. just so revolting. Bad. I just thought that was me. I thought, oh, I've got low blood pressure, but I didn't. I had like a major low blood sugar. Low, low blood sugar. I had no. Yeah. I wasn't able to burn fat. So it was just you know going. Yeah, it was just. Ugh. Totally horrible. Yeah, Aren't I, we lucky to have dodged it and have experienced it and to be able to yes. know better and learn from uh-huh. that? It's incredible. Yeah, and yeah. share the story so people can like all oh, check in. Hang on a second, that that's me right now. Like, and I, and it's it's just that it's annoying and knowing that it doesn't have to be that way. Like just because we read in a magazine that this person did that or that this person's doing that. And we have this belief, like I know I have this belief that, you know, to exercise properly, it has to be more, it has to be harder, it has to be faster, it has to be, um, yeah, this amount of time, like so regimented. It's like when you can when you find a, a different way, when you are, a, a, I guess, like shown another path, you're like, oh. And wow. it's also then a stage where it takes a little while for you to believe that it can be different. Yeah. I don't have to slog away. Like, oh, hang on. I can <laughs> just do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can do this yoga flow and feel amazing when I work out. That's allowed. And it's like, hell yeah, it is. You're allowed mm. to feel great when you move your body. Yeah. And, and the wonderful thing with Pilates and, and yoga is that it's actually restorative. This is the kind of movements yeah. that you still yeah. want to be able to bust out when you're 85. Mm-hmm. Whereas, totally. yes. and you girls are so lucky that you've come to it a little bit earlier in life than me, but like, I'm really suffering the consequences now with you know, low back pain and hip pain from all of the, mm. that high intensity aerobics and just seriously just thrashing yourself down at the gym thinking mm. I'm going to be stronger, I'm going to be slimmer. But yoga and Pilates is, is where it's at for me as well now. And I'd love to hear about how that looks in your lifestyle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We love yoga and Pilates so much. We're actually so lucky. We found yoga really young. I was 13 when I went to my first yoga class and it was with mum. So we would do like a yoga Pilates kind of fusion thing with mum. And it was more just like, it was, I remember going and thinking, great, I'm going to go to this class and think about all the other things I need to do. I'm going to like go through my brain and write a big list. And it's just like, wow, that's very not what it's about, Carla. But that was 13 year old me. Yeah. Um, But when we found yoga and Pilates, as I said, it was this big light bulb moment of like, wow, moving your body can feel amazing. It can feel nurturing. It can feel nourishing. And the most amazing thing that we love about yoga and Pilates is, as we were talking about, it's so safe. And at the same time, so transformative because we're using body resistance, we're using tension, we're using flexion, we're breathing better, which is like the biggest thing that we can do to change our lives in this time. We're all not breathing properly. And when you go to a yoga and Pilates class, movement is connected to breath. We breathe and then we move. Like I always say, if you can just breathe for an hour, great, you're a yogi. Like you don't have to even move your body, like just breathe. And that is more important than the the asana and the postures. So this way of moving literally changed our lives. And I guess now what our practice looks like. Yeah. Well, every day we'll do a yoga or and Pilates class and or a fusion or a fusion. So it's every morning without a doubt, it'll be mostly Pilates in the morning and then yoga in the afternoon. Mm. That's kind of like what I prefer. Uh, I think Carl's is the same. Sometimes yoga in the morning is really fun and uplifting as well. 
but it's just become this non-negotiable part of our day. And not only is it a non-negotiable to look after our health, but it's actually something I love doing and I'm excited to do. And the best part is that literally you can roll out your mat in your lounge room and do yoga and Pilates. And that's the most, it's so doable to put in your life. Like it's like you can fit it in your life, whatever your life looks like. Yeah, we, we love it so much because there's no friction involved. Yeah. You, know, you don't need any equipment. You just need your amazing body. That's it. And, you, yeah, you don't even need a mat. You just need some space. And then you can do a down dog and there you go. You're a yogi. Yay. Yeah. So I think, like, it's it, that's why we love this movement. And when I don't do it, like, if I have, you know, two days off my mat, I feel the difference. It's not just in my body, though more so I feel it in my mind and how I see the world and how I'm responding to situations. Because especially yoga, what it does is it the practice itself, like it prepares you for life's ups and life's downs. And especially we see the practice coming when it's a down moment. And we know in life, this is going to happen. It's inevitable. Like it's not just one free flowing stream. Like there's always obstacles that come our way. And so when we have a consistent practice of yoga, something that used to stress us out no longer seems to stress us out. We just respond differently. Someone who used to annoy us and get on our nerves, like suddenly you're more compassionate. You're kind. You don't respond like you used to. And you don't, it's almost unconsciously that this happens with your practice. And it's, that's why it's the most magical thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) gosh, it, it, literally changed us. It transformed our bodies and our minds without us even noticing, without us even trying. It was like we found the joy in the movement. We did it. Then we decided Carla wanted to do her teacher training and that just changed her whole life because she delved deeper into the philosophy. And I mean, this is like ancient philosophy thousands and thousands of years ago. These things were written on leaves, like the Vedas mm. of this this way of living. It wasn't even about the movement. It was about the living and how to move through life's hardships with more grace and more kindness and more ease. So, I mean, like, it's just completely mind-shifting and life-shifting. And then Pilates is all about creating spinal health, which, I mean, like, gosh, how many people have back problems. I think everyone, we all put our hands up and we all have get back pain. So it's this big focus on promoting your posture and what else does posture do? It makes you feel more confident. So not only does it help us stand taller and feel stronger, it also helps us more be more confident in whatever we're doing in life, whether that's work, whether that's relationships, whether that's social life, uh, whatever you want to achieve in life, it helps us stand taller and believe in ourselves. I mean, it's just this completely uh, holistic way of movement that impacts us so, so much more than just what we look like. It's like, oh, who cares about that now? (laughs) When you find out what else it does, you're like, like, wow. "Ah." (laughs) Yeah, and isn't it just a glorious moment when you realise that you have responded to to a situation and like you say, life does have its ups and downs and, you know, Mm -hmm. the shit's going to be there. That's just inevitable. Um, but when you mm-hmm. notice that you're responding as opposed to reacting and going, ah, yeah. and like, oh my uh-huh. goodness, mm-hmm. this doesn't have the same charge that it used to anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just this mm-hmm. ah moment, isn't it? It's a really, oh, really fun, empowering. It's so cool. 
Yeah. yeah, and sometimes you don't even realize, and then you reflect, and you're like, wow, I didn't do what I used to do. Didn't cool. freak out. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, well, actually, it was, it was always me. It was my interpretation mm-hmm. of that situation. Um, yeah. It was actually the thing. It was how I reacted to it, which is, yeah. which sounds all very, yeah, yeah, when you don't get it, and then when you actually get it, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. no, I see. Yeah, yeah I, always, <laughs> I always like to explain it like, because sometimes, yeah, it is hard when it's like internally, it's hard to hear something and then try and like picture it. But picture like wearing a set of sunglasses your whole life and then suddenly you take the sunglasses off. Like you're going to see life differently. Like, that's what this practice does. That's brilliant. That, I really like that. That's a mm-hmm. really good way to describe it. Let's talk about another one of your lifestyle rituals that's made a profound um, impact uh, in a positive way on your lives. Meditation. How does that look in your life? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, with meditation, I think, is even more of a contributor to that better responding instead of reacting it allows you to slow down. I mean, like I'm like this, I don't have like a rigid meditation practice. It's, well, I think what well with our yoga practice, it's we're lucky in that we always begin with a meditation yes, and yes. end with a meditation. Yeah. So that's what it looks like. But yeah, we don't, we don't, I don't wake up and I know Emma doesn't wake up and like gets the meditation cushion and meditates for 20 minutes. That's not what our practice is no. like at all. And like some meditators will be like, oh, well, you're not meditating. <laughs> uh, but I truly believe that if you stop and focus on your breath for a minute, two minutes, five minutes, that you're meditating. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be such an overwhelming thing when you hear people talk about you must meditate 20 minutes a day, twice a day, and then you'll experience the enlightenment. (laughs) But really, we don't need that at all. If we just stop, slow down, focus on the breath, this is the best way to connect to myself. This is the best way to feel into my body. Because you know how you can kind of go through life's motions and you're like doing your day and your errands. And you're like, wow, I'm not even here. I'm like space cadet. I'm like busy in my mind, thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow, next week, next year, bloody hell, or maybe 10 years ago, I'm thinking about the past. What meditation does is it brings us to the present moment, which is actually the only moment that exists, which is where life is happening. So we actually live our lives. Mm. Yeah, so we can have the power to bring this into every moment. And it really is, once again, a moment-to-moment decision, a breath-to-breath decision. Are we here or are we over there? And, I mean, Eckhart Tolle says that all stress is caused by being here but wanting to be over there. And so we're forever, we're forever not living in this moment. Therefore, we're forever not living our lives. And so if we can bring more presence to our lives, therefore we bring more life to our lives, which is very important. And we do this by breathing. We do this by bringing awareness to our breath. So if in any moment you feel like you're not here and you're somewhere else or you feel like your heart begins to race when you see your inbox fill up with a 100 emails and however will you get through all of these today or someone asks you to do something when you already have 10 things on your to-do list or you need to go do the shopping but the traffic is terrible and you're stuck at this light but then you have somewhere else to be in these moments that are always in our days. There's always at least one moment in your day where it will be like, oh, stress. Take a deep breath. Take two deep breaths and that can be your meditation practice. That can be the beginning of what your meditation practice looks like. It doesn't have to be so set in stone. Or another thing that yours might look like is 
going outside, looking up at the sky or looking at a tree and noticing everything about the tree or noticing everything about the sky or noticing everything about the ocean. And then you realize, oh my gosh, this world that we live in, it is full of wonder and I was just not noticing it. And so when we notice things like nature, again, it makes us more connected to ourselves and the world around us and every other person around us. Absolutely. Some of the, the, another one of the things I really love about you, Emma and Carla, is that you, you've followed your bliss, you've taken your passion, Mm -hmm. you've transformed your life and sort of accidentally, um, you know, fallen into transforming everyone else's life when you sort of didn't realize how (laughs) successful your Instagram page was. But the other thing that I really love that you've done is how you have brought together your passion and health and wealth and created a business from doing what you love. Yeah. And I know that mm-hmm. it's a kind of a funny one and, and um, because I know a lot of us feel like we can't get paid for doing something that we love because mm-hmm. um, we're helping other people, you know. And I'd mm-hmm. love, are, are you happy to talk a little bit about how it's okay to be in a oh, business yeah. aligned with your passion and make money from it and not just make money from it but to have a beautifully abundant life? Yes. Oh my gosh. This is like our favorite subject. Oh, oh, well, first of all, uh, permission granted, as Elizabeth Gilbert would say, like you are so allowed to find something you love. And also if you found something you love, ding, 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 like you're one of the lucky ones because not (laughs) everyone finds something that they love. (laughs) I know. And I just think we do live in this amazing time where information is so accessible. I mean, hello, Google. We've Googled our way through everything. We Googled what is a blog and then how to start a blog. That is how we started, literally. (laughs) And I mean, our financial health. This is like maybe one of the most important factors of our health because what is a number one cause in stress, especially families? I know money issues, financial problems. It's like digging your head in the sand when you should learn more about finances and maybe you want to make more money and you just don't know how, but you know, there's so much information out there. So it's like, just do the work and then we can begin. Mm. But hell yeah. I think if you've found something you love, you not only owe it to yourself to possibly create a career from it, you owe it to the world because what comes with the business is that you are able to help more people. And if what you're doing is bringing more good to the world, why should you not make money from that? You are helping people. I mean, we're bombarded with advertisements and businesses that make money doing Almost evil stuff, right? I mean, well, look at a lot of businesses make money from making us feel like we're not enough. So why making us feel like we uh, need something in order to make us whole, to make us complete? And yeah, that's not that's probably not necessarily a great thing, right? When we are bombarded with these messages that make us feel like we need something else to fill us up. But if you're bringing goodness to the world. If you're bringing joy, if you're helping people live with more health, more happiness, if you're inspiring them to create, inspiring people to live their truths. Or if what, you're teaching people how to make a garden. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is if you, you love. If, if you're, you're teaching knitting. If you're making their lives less stressful. Like, oh my gosh, like hell yeah. Like we, everyone needs your product. Everyone needs your service. Go and do it already. Like 
don't wait. This time, this life is a one-time thing. One time. This is all we get. One chance. I just think the bigger risk is not having that belief in yourself. That's the bigger risk. The bigger risk is getting to 80 years old and being like, oh, I really should have done that when I was 30. And when we, if we think about this question specifically in, in the moments where we might be feeling bad about oh, yes. um, being paid for doing something we enjoy, well, that is simply just fear of judgment of what other people think of us. Like that's the fear that someone else will think that you're a bad person for doing something you love and receiving remuneration. I can't even say that word, money, <laughs> from doing, from like taking action, giving time, making a product using your resources to provide something to someone else. Like we go and buy food, we go to the markets and buy an apple. Like we, uh, it's just an exchange of something, whether that's time, whether that's a thing that you've made, whether it's a book that you've written, whether it's, um, anything flowers that you've planted like yeah. you know it can be, I, it can be anything it's so true and i think what carla touched on there the judgment thing like because so you can kind of look at it yeah i feel bad making money what really is the main cause what is your real excuse usually there's a bigger excuse a bigger reason why you're not going ahead with it and always it is about judgment. It's what will people think of me? Mm. And it might not be like people will think my product sucks. It might be what will my friends think of me selling something? I'll feel bad selling to my friends. But you know what? If they're your friends, they will support you. If they don't support you, if they tell, if they laugh at your idea, if they tell you you're lame, if they say stop, like stop talking about your business, they're not your friends. Like get new friends. And, and it's really harsh. I know, but like, We'll we, be your friends. We'll be your friends. Yeah, and we should support each other. I mean, I love that quote. What's the quote? The woman, um, there's a place in hell for women who don't support other women. <laughs> and I'm like, I strongly believe in that. And it's not just women, it's everyone. Like, why? We should support each other. Mm-hmm. If we find something we love, if it brings more good, mm-hmm. tell people about it. Yeah, and then I guess it's all the other fears that come into play as well. Fear of failure, fear of rejection. Um, yeah, like fear of not being good enough. Like they all fall under the same thing of just like these thoughts that we think about ourselves. We've made them up before we've even tried. Like we have this idea in our head that it's not going to work. And what if we just decide to have, instead of that idea in our head, the idea in our head that maybe it could, and that I do believe in myself and no matter what, I'm not going to give up. I have unwavering faith in this idea. And you know what? When we first started, do you think that we knew what we were going to do? Like what we're going to do now? Like Carla in 2012 didn't think that the recipe blog was going to turn into a yoga Pilates membership. Like I didn't know that, but it did. And that's simply from not giving up and from simply having the belief in us and our, like, in, and our abilities to do it, even though I had no idea how to do it. Yeah, brilliant. So, and that's a freaking awesome pep talk. Like for everybody out there, they'll all be, I can just imagine people like kind of like standing up from their chair and going, yes, now is my time. I'm going to, I'm going to follow my, I'm going to follow my bliss and follow my passion. But something that I really want to touch on, and and it's really interesting because this was on your Instagram today and I was like, no way, is ready. Yeah, readiness. Like I really believe oh. there's no such thing as ready, right? You're never ready. Yeah. There's only now. And you've just kind of got to, like you say, you didn't know that your recipe blog was going to mm-hmm. turn into um, into Marybody um, when you started it. But you just had that faith that if you took steps one and two, then steps three, four, five, six, and seven, 
would eventually unfold and and everything yeah. was good. So what do we do when we're like, I want to do the thing, but I'm not ready. But but maybe oh. in three months' time, <laughs> in three months' oh. time, I might be ready. What about that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great excuse there. That yeah. one. Um, you're never gonna feel ready. This is the honest truth. The coward and the hero, we all feel the same thing. The heroine, whatever you want to call yourself, the business owner, we all feel the fear. We all feel like we're not ready. That is all what not ready is just fear. And simply we need to take one step, a tiny step. It doesn't matter how big it is because with that step, with that action, you will then create motivation. Motivation doesn't come before action action, then motivation. So when you feel, when you hear yourself saying, I'm simply not ready, please take that as your little like uh, sign to then take a step toward whatever you feel not ready for. Because when you take a step toward it, you will then feel a little more ready, probably not ready, but a little more ready. Gold, absolute gold. So, <laughs> and I love how your journey started with the recipes and the food blog and, mm-hmm. and then your business has morphed um as you along with your journey like you can see your podcast episodes as well you know from Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial podcasts to now creating merry body and and i love all of the mindset stuff that that you girls Mm. talk about because you know i know you you love google and i really do think that you know mindset's about 90 percent of of success and the rest, right? Yeah. Yes. Google. Totally. Right? So true. Google, how, <laughs> how do I start a blog? So tell us about Mary Body and, and what you, what is offered there and what you do. Yeah. Well, as we've been talking so much about yoga and Pilates, it simply changed our lives so much that we wanted to share this practice with everyone and anyone who wanted to listen. So basically Merry Body is an online membership where we provide unlimited yoga, Pilates and meditation classes and sessions to all of our members. So there's a new class that gets uploaded to the library every week, new meditation every month. And there's a beautiful community where we share space and we share our wins, we share our struggles and we feel really supported. And the most important thing is that we feel seen and heard. And that's such a big thing in this day and time where we're bombarded with so many things that we forget to just stop and connect and see each other. And that's what Marybody is. It's movement that is yoga and Pilates, but it's driven by joy. It's driven by acceptance and respect for our bodies. So by moving this way and by meditating and breathing this way, we in turn create self-acceptance, self-respect and joy in our lives where do you find your inspiration from mm, <laughs> everywhere <laughs> <laughs> like oh gosh like we are just always open I think and I think it's just having that attitude right like this this growth mindset this awareness of the world around you looking at everything with a little bit of wonder and magic I mean this morning we actually had a beach walk and wow, like what a beautiful way to start the day. How inspirational just to be in nature and notice the natural beauty of the world and realize that everything that is natural is beautiful. So guys, that's all of us, like all of us beauty. Mm -hmm. And then I also think we always like to like, 
like make everything we do inspiring. Like even watching Netflix, for example, yes. this is our funnest game. Mm-hmm. We're like, what can we learn from this show that we're binging on right now? Like what can we take from it? And we either get inspired by the characters or we might even notice like how did they do that shot or like how did they make that happen? And we're always just intrigued and we're in this wonder kind of mindset of like how did they do that? Same with movies. Like I'm, I always liked thinking about the process behind it and wow there was so much put into that so much thought Mm. and that in itself inspires me to take more care in our business and in our lives like to be more I guess mindful of like what is the life I want to create and what is the business I want to create and I think inspiration also comes from the decision of what you do not consume so like on Instagram and on Facebook for example it's making sure you're not following people who drag you down Mm. it's like yes create curate your social feeds with inspiring people but make sure you get rid of the ones that are not inspiring and make you feel crap Mm. and that's like everything like don't watch tv if that makes you feel down put music on i mean i start in the morning with music and what an inspiring uplifting and just like I don't know, like feeling evoking yeah. way to start the day. Uh, gosh, you just connect to your body and your feelings and your heart so easily yeah, with and then music. Obviously, books that we read, yeah. people that we know, people in business that we know. And yeah, people following their bliss, that inspires us. Like yeah. we're forever inspired. But I feel like I'm that is my like homeostasis. Yeah, it's fine and excited. I get really (laughs) excited. And I mean, how many times do we say I'm so excited? But like, it's true because, like, why not? Like, why we can all choose to live with more wonder and excitement. We just have to choose. Like, I we're still serious. Yeah, we're we're, deadly serious. So serious. We tackle serious stuff. But we don't have to do it in a certain way. Like when you say the word serious, like what's what comes to mind? Probably not us, but we, we are. <laughs> it's not. a big thing that we are. It's Yeah, it's just that we bring the light to that seriousness. Yeah, but your message and the, and what you're bringing is so important. You know, so it's, it's yes. the difference between important and serious. It's really important. But you're bringing yes. it with so much joy and you're so inspiring and just so... Mm-hmm uplifting you know like oh thank thank you it's so cool (laughs) (laughs) now I think I pretty much know what your answer is going to be to my question but I do ask this question to all of my guests um Mm -hmm. but I would love to know what the Merrymaker sisters opinion is on the three kind of like great area foods around this kind of clean living way of life which are coffee Alcohol. Oh, it's a big yes. And chocolate. <laughs> a yes, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes from us. <laughs> and of all course, together. like, oh, yeah, all at once. Why not? Yeah, espresso martini, anyone? Like, yum. <laughs> yeah, with chocolate. With like, mocha. Oh, like, my God, yeah. yum. Um, so I think co- coffee is a daily thing for us. We have yeah. coconut milk flat whites every morning, and I freaking love that coffee. That is like a ritual. I make it ritualistic. I have my keep cup and I look at that coffee and I'm like, this is a beautiful thing. But it's very stressful. And I mean, we're like besties with all the baristas. Mm-hmm. Like they're our people. They're our friends. Yeah. Like we work from home. We need to get coffee because otherwise we don't have people to talk to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and alcohol, alcohol isn't something we drink no. every night. It's not something like I'm not the kind of person, Emmy or not either like, 
to have a wine over a home meal unless someone else has cooked for me or unless like it's like a kind of like a celebration. celebration. Um, But if we're out to dinner and I feel like it, I have a margarita or I have a wine. The other day, actually, we went to this beautiful Greek restaurant for lunch with our our mom's best friend. Like, she was randomly up. And the special was a lavender margarita. And I was like, ah, And it was, like, made with, like, freshly squeezed lemon juice and, like, homemade homemade lavender lavender syrup. syrup. And we're like, oh, how can we we not get that? Exactly. And then chocolate. Oh my gosh! Of course we love chocolate. What is life without chocolate? Yeah, and I mean, this is our favorite thing to make—anything chocolatey and delicious. And the most amazing thing is that, like, yeah, raw cacao powder mixed with coconut oil and any sweetener makes the most amazing chocolate. And also, we're like pretty like you'll see us hanging out at the health food aisle, looking at all of the delicious, healthier chocolate items and putting them in our yeah I mean it's just I just love that yeah compared to like from now to when we first started this journey there's so many great products out there to try just for fun you know yeah (laughs) but no no benefit there for us (laughs) I mean it's not even about it's not about moderation even like I know like I don't like that whole like moderation thing it's just about like knowing like when to stop tuning like in. yeah tuning, tuning in to yeah that was gonna yeah. say tuning in yeah, yeah. and connecting and it's yeah. like okay if we eat a kilo of chocolate no <laughs> if we eat drink the whole bottle of tequila no like let's not do that if yeah. we have t- 10 coffees a day no i'll be a crazy like i'll be an ang- anxious mess yeah so we just know what suits us yeah. but yeah no restrictions on those three it's a things triple, but, yes. like, but just knowing what's good <laughs> Fantastic. Have you tried anything from the Primal Alternative range yet? No, we oh need to. Oh, my goodness. You must have been living under a stone. Well, I'm going to get uh, obviously. <laughs> I'm gonna get some goodies sent out to you. So, oh, my God. Um, I'll oh, definitely so stop it. I'll definitely involve um, chocolate chip cookies in the order. Because <gasps> they, are, oh, they are delicious. And oh I reckon gosh. some of our bread as well and probably some pizza <gasps> bases. Oh my oh, god, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, no, we because I I mean we've seen them on Instagram and especially the pizza bases. I feel like this is the best thing that you could have possibly thought of to make because you know, making your own pizza base is hard sometimes. And I just want something easy that I can get out of the fridge, pop my toppings on, and then boom. Yeah. Um, and without having to like boil the cauliflower first. <laughs> oh, and how messy is the cauliflower like, sometimes? Like, I'm not gonna, I never do that anymore. Like if we did for a while, but now yeah. I just like, yeah, steam that cauliflower and eat it. And eat it. Yeah. Eat I never make my pizza bases anymore. Yeah. No, the cauliflower was everything for all the meals for a while there, but luckily <laughs> yes. it's kind of settled down a bit, which is good. No, and I love, like I've, I've got a, a freezer full of primal alternatives and it's great. Like Friday night for us, like we've always got, um, oh we've got like a low carb fat and seedy pizza base, which <gasps> I prefer. And oh. then we've got a, like a, just a normal one, which is just like a normal pizza base. And then Friday night, we just get all the scraps out of the fridge, put them on top of pizzas that are already cooked, you know, already pre-made, put them in the oven. And then we all just sit down and we watch Better Homes and Gardens. Oh my, oh my God, God, this is the best. Fine. This sounds like our childhood. Yeah, but we had like bad pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, this is good pizza. And seriously, the kids think it's delicious. They eat it up and it just feels so much fun. And I I love how we share that same philosophy around, you know, healthier versions of your favorite foods because why not? Yes. 
Exactly. Life is too short. Yeah, to not have the pizza and the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, have them. Enjoy them. Not like six (laughs) packets of them, but like enjoy them. Absolutely. Exactly. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Yay. Now, you have shared seriously so much gold today, (laughs) but if there was going to be one final piece of advice or bit of inspiration you wanted to leave the listeners with today, what would it be? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, just one. I think, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's the whole, it's the remembering that we are here and this is not a dress rehearsal. Like mm. this is it. And as dark as that may feel when you first think of it, then take that motivation and do the things you want to do. They like tomorrow isn't guaranteed and we all have had moments in our lives where people in our lives are here and they're not there and Mm. no one is like no one is off limits here so I think it's so important to remember that our time is an infinite on this planet in this body and so therefore if there is something you want to do believe in yourself and give yourself that uh like that choice to go and do it Yeah. And I think I believe what really holds us back from taking that step towards whatever you want to do is the lack of self-acceptance. So it's about realizing that as you are right now is amazing. No changes are required. So it's like, okay, breathe that in. Imagine what it would feel like to fully accept yourself right here, right now. And then what would you do with that feeling? How would you take your next step? Mm, how would you act? What would you do? What would you say? And I'm, I mean, that, that's a practice you could bring in every morning, that self-acceptance of like I 100% accept myself right here, right now. How would I act? What would I do? What would I say? Who would I be? Mm, so powerful. The phrase I am enough has been life-changing for yeah. me. I am enough. You're like, Isn't all right, oh, I'm enough. Yeah. All right, oh okay, God. then I'll just do that thing because I'm enough. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So 2020, amazing year, new decade. What have the Merrymaker Sisters got in the pipeline? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, we're so excited about 2020. It's going to be a great year. And I feel like we've really been setting up the foundations for Merry Body. So it really is just bringing in even more focus on that. But then also extending the community, making that connection with our community even stronger we're going to be doing um events in i guess lots of towns in australia and we've said to our overseas members like you're happening as well just probably not in the first couple so we're going to be doing little half day retreats which we're really excited about it's just going to bring in that even deeper connection with our members and there's something special about real life so we're pumped about that yeah, I, literally it's like yoga Pilates delving even deeper. I know Carla's already signed up for another yoga teacher training, so we're just excited <laughs> to learn more and share all this knowledge. And mm. gosh, who knows? I think it's also about leaving space for new opportunities and magic. magic. I mean, this has been mm. part of our journey since the beginning and we feel like we owe so much to allowing for the space. Because without it, you have this false 
like belief that you're in control, but we never are. Mm. We sometimes hold ourselves back when we have all the details locked in. So sometimes it's good to welcome the flexibility and that fluidity and just see what comes. Mm. Yeah. Even though it sometimes feels scary to have that space to allow the magic mm. to come in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're also like up for scheduling ourselves and, and making ourselves busy. And mm-hmm. it is, it is exciting to let that that happen. So that sounds so exciting. And I'm with you. Like it's, you can do so much online and, and how exciting to have a business in this day and age where we can do things like this mm-hmm. from across the other mm-hmm. side of the country, but to actually be in the same room and sit in, in the same space with, with community is mm-hmm. it's well, it's, it's as bad, as primal as it gets, isn't it? So that sounds so yeah. exciting. So yes. So if we wanted to come to your retreats, or if we wanted to join Mary Body, how, what's the best way to get all the info? Yeah, so come and try a free yoga or Pilates or meditation over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash free stuff. So you can try whatever you like. Join up to them all. There's a bunch to try. And also follow us on Instagram at the Merrymaker Sisters and then message us and tell us that you listened to this episode and we'd love to know what you thought and your biggest aha moment. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. It's literally been a bucket list item for me to get you on my show. So thank you for being here and making that happen and look forward to, yeah, hearing what you think about the primal alternative goodies and connecting with you more in the future. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy that we got to do this yeah. and we're so grateful yeah. for you and feel honored to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much. Until next time. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.